All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Just after 3 o'clock. How are you? Jason Greger. Connor Halley. It's the Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Live on Sports 1440 and Oilers Nation YouTube. Where, uh, hey, on the YouTube, uh, we asked the same question. People on the text line. I said one word to describe the Minnesota Wild. And uh, Connor asked, uh, Connor wrote down his word. And then I said, well, what's your word? And I told him mine. And uh, then he gave me his. And his word, while different, is very much the same. And uh, looking at you on the text line. <laughs> see, it's easy. It's This was, man, I should have went to playalberta.ca because this one would be money in the bank. Money in the bank. One word to describe it and say, okay, how many people would write in the same answer? And if I would have said 80%, 85%, I would have won easily. Because I had one word. And my word, Connor Halley, was? Boring. Your word was trap. Yeah. And the two words <laughs> that we've got are boring or trap. Well, no, we got one that said defensive. But everybody else was boring. That was kind of Northside Lou yeah. to go with defensive. Yeah, Northside Lou. Always got to be one, eh? Northside Lou. Northenders, come on. But uh, pretty much, hey, from uh, from Trent to Donut Man, Fraser, Cody, Big G, everybody else, it was trap or boring. Because that's what they are. And I, they're not that right now, though. They are leaking chances left and right. Tonight of all nights should not be... The time where the Minnesota Wild shut down the Edmonton Orders. I'm sorry. It shouldn't be. As we uh, welcome to the program, first round selection, former NHLer, Sean Brown, our uh, regular Tuesday 
co-host brownie how you doing very good awesome yeah great to be back again uh weather's changed it was timings everything i got everything done around the house oh, everything's winterized nice you got your hoses in everything's in ready yeah. to go they watered RVs. your trees yeah well, yeah there you go half of them fell down during that little bit of a windstorm the old poplars don't hold up very well really yeah. oh geez now when you think of the wild do you still think boring I don't know if I think boring. I think they, um, you know, I think who is the coach, Jacques? Jacques Lemaire. Lemaire, right? He's not uh, there yeah. anymore. No. I think he kind of was associated with that type of New Jersey boring trap system. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, hey, if they play a boring game today for the Oilers' sake, maybe that will benefit them, hopefully. Well, honestly, I don't know. Like, the Wild, I want the Wild, if you're the Oilers fan, you want the Wild to play exactly how they played their last four games where they've given up 21 goals in four games. And, you know, you hope to God that the orders can somehow outscore it. And because at some point, some of the guys like Evander Kane, it's got to score, right? Ryan McLeod, uh, Dylan Holloway, Connor Brown, like somebody's got to get a goal here or there, right? Like it's, it's ridiculous that, you know, last game, hey, Bouchard and Nurse got on the, on the scoreboard. Great. But. You don't have a lot of forward scoring right now, right? You take out McDavid, guys with goals are Fogel, Hyman, Nugent, Hopkins, and Dreisaitl. That's it. That's not good enough. So uh, maybe the uh, the Wild, who have been uh, rather leaky all over, they've got a young def- young defenseman, at least in NHL terms, on every pair, right? they got a rookie in Brock Faber playing 23 minutes a night, Brownie. And I, I know he's more of a defensive-minded defenseman, good for him, but he's still only eight games into his NHL career. I'm the Edmonton Orders. I am attacking that guy as much as I can. Then I throw Kalen Addison's in their second pair. Well, he's more of an offensive minded defense. He's kind of like their Bouchard. So I'm attacking him as much as I can. And then their third pair, uh, you know, you got, uh, John Merrill, who has, you know, bounced around the league for, uh, for quite a while. And, you know, is a solid, I guess, if we want to call it a steady defenseman. And then they have a great story if you're looking for story lines. But, you know, Dakota Mermis, uh, debuted in the NHL in 2017-18. He's, th- tonight will be his 31st game. Right? He's basically been in the AHL for six years. And good for him, <clears throat> grinding it out. But that's one inexperienced D-mount on every pair. you got to just go after them. How? What's the best way to attack a young defender? Get on them early, right away. You want to take their time and space away. Um, you know, finish your checks. Um Obviously, with any type of player, whether you're a veteran or you're a rookie, anytime you have time and space, you're going to make good plays, right? So getting in on them early, having a good stick, creating turnovers, uh, getting in their head. It's a mental game, right? Both teams are obviously going through this right now where they're a little bit fragile. I think that's probably the key to the Oilers' success is... Um, you know, having starting off well each line, you know, investing in the game early, uh, and then obviously staying out of the box, right? I mean, I think they obviously started last game the way they wanted to. They got into some penalty trouble and kind of took away the momentum, took some guys out of it, and um, that's what penalties can do. So, yeah, get on those guys, get on those young defensemen, um, get them thinking about the game, um, rattle them a little bit, get pucks to them, make it hard, right? Make it hard, get to the front of the net. Get a little bit greasy. Well, that's the big one for me is because I look at, um, you know, A, just the strength of them and the size. Addison and Faber aren't huge men. So this is a game where you should be, like, Middleton's huge. So battling him in front of the net's going to be difficult. So I would almost want to, if I can, put the puck in Middleton's corner. You're battling it because then that leaves Addison, uh, sorry, that leaves uh, uh, Brock Faber in front of the net. And if now you get to battles and he's there... 
I think you got a better chance to win those battles. If you're Kane and Hyman and Fogel, like you're much bigger, bigger, stronger guys than him. So that's to me kind of how I look at it from an Edmonton perspective is you've got to go after the rookies and the young guys and pressure them. Like this is not the game to be, ah, well, we don't have McDavid. So let's try to sit back and win two to one. That's not your forte. That's not Edmonton's forte. Now they dominated Winnipeg five on five. It was 32 14. They controlled the play all game against the Jets. And the Jets' six defensemen are better than the six defensemen in Minnesota tonight. I don't think there's much arguing on that. So um, I just, as much as we talk about the defense of the orders, and obviously it has to improve, and it's more so some of the goaltending, because if you look at where the orders rank in expected goals against, you know, they're eighth. But that's not what they're giving up, right? They're giving up way more. So obviously the slot's an area. But I just look at their offense, and when I was breaking down their offense and how many guys just haven't done much offensively, and we haven't seen, like, the other teams have nine goals, Brownie, for mid-range to long-range because they get traffic in front. Look at how many goals Skinner's had where maybe can't see around a screen. Orders have zero of that. So, to me, it's on your D-men to get shots through. And Nurse and Bouchard have done a fantastic job. They're both 86% of their shots that they've taken have hit the net rather than missed the net. It's a pretty high number. Mm-hmm. So, get somebody in front of the net. Mm-hmm. And make it uncomfortable, like you said. I mean, you got... You got Kane, you got Dreisaitl, you got Fogel, uh, Hyman. Like, there's no reason why you can't get there and make it uncomfortable for the defenseman to defend against, right? And and like I said, I mean, if the defenseman, you touched on it, if they're getting pucks through and you're getting there, you know, at this point in time, it, it doesn't always have to be pretty. A goal is a goal. And even if you're not scoring, right, it's just those are like small deposits that, you know, in the second and third period, they start to pay off. And for a young defenseman uh, and inexperienced defensemen that are coming in the league or, of you know, haven't played a, a ton, you know, over a period of time, that starts to wear them down, young guys. So uh, I, I look for that today to see some of those guys that, like I said, Kane, and that have that uncomfortable game to them, that feel comfortable with it, is 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 doing that consistently right from the beginning. I mean, I, I like what Kane, you know, I know there was a little bit of talk about Kane's interview and what he said and, and how he reacted. I mean, that's great. That's what, you know, Kane isn't happy with his game right now, but for him to do what he did and, and recognize that and think, okay, I got to do something else to add value. That's what this team needs, right? And that's kind of old school, right? We've all, you know, when thinking back to when I played and guys, you know, throughout their careers. If you're not, if, if you're not, what, what are you doing at any point in time to help the team? And, and there's not all, you know, not every game throughout the season are you going to feel good about, you know, putting up numbers and scoring? Everyone kind of gets snake bitten, goes through a little bit of a drought. So what else are you doing? So good on Kane for doing that. And, you know, that's, I mean, you look at McDavid, right? He's a highly skilled, uh, he's the leader of the team, but he's out there, you know, throwing his body around and he's doing more and anything he can to kind of get himself and will himself and the, his teammates and drag everyone into the fight. Yeah, if you look at Kane's minutes, the only reason he played three minutes wasn't because the coach didn't like him. is because it kept taking penalties, right? He's not yeah. on the first unit power play. And then they yeah. kept taking penalties and he's not on the penalty kill. So he sat for a long time and said, hey, you know what? Now, obviously, the sitting for eight minutes in the penalty bench was basically a shot at the fact that you get in a fight and then there was no whistle. So you sit in there for eight minutes. It's not ideal. And, he's, and despite sitting there for eight minutes, he still played 14 minutes which was three less than, so you think about if the eight minutes, you know what, if he's not in the box for eight minutes, he's probably getting at least two shifts. So he's basically playing the same amount of minutes anyway. Um, 
Hey, guys, uh, why did the NHL not strike a deal to allow SportsCenter TSN to show the frozen frenzy? Seems like a giant miss to not have it in the Canadian market from Cody. Well, Cody, Sportsnet has the national rights. ESPN and TSN are partners. I highly doubt ESPN was going to give the feed to Sportsnet. That's that's my reason. And they couldn't give it, and they couldn't give it to TSN because Sportsnet pays for the national rights and they're obviously not going to give that up for a night. So, um, you know, you've got uh, the Toronto game starts at uh, four o'clock our time. Uh, that'll be a national game followed up by, I think it's a, the Edmonton, uh, uh, Minnesota one. I think is national. I know it's obviously in Edmonton, but I think it might be national too. So that's kind of how you do it. They're, they're not going to get all of them, but that's, and I've said this before. I think the NHL aired. I think they would be better as a league to have Sportsnet and TSN split national broadcasts, just like the NFL does. ABC has some games. Uh, CBS has some games. Fox has some games. It's way better. They actually promote the other stations on them, right? It, it's a no-brainer to me. The NHL should just say, you two idiots, figure it out. You're working together here. Because exclusivity, you know what's the problem? It's too much of the same panel every time. I'm sorry. It gets boring. Every national game is the exact same people, right? You can watch the sports one, Fox one. You can watch Fox NFL. You can watch CBS NFL. You get different voices, different opinions. It's better. So the next national deal in Canada, Bell and Rogers, grab a clue, work together. It would be infinitely better. Then something like this, you could have, for sure. Now, I do have to ask you this question, Brownie. And I want an honest. Don't give me some BS. (laughs) Oh, I I want an honest opinion. So you look at the lines tonight. Matias Janmark, who's not a top-line player, has never been a top-line player, is starting on the top line with Drysaddle and Kane. And you have Fogel, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins, who are very good in the two games they play together. So I understand why they're aligned. I'm sure professionals are like, whatever, I worry about my job. But I just wonder if there's whispers like, Matthias Janpark's respected for what he's capable of. I think he's smart. All those stuff makes good plays, but he's not a first-line player. I'm sorry, he's not a first-line player. Now, Dylan Holloway might not be a first-line player, but he was drafted in the first round to maybe be a first-line player. Are you surprised that with the McDavid injury that, and maybe who knows, it switches quickly, but Yanmark in the top line, just very odd to me. I think you touched on it. I think it could switch, but yeah, I mean, has he, is he a first line player? I, I'm not too sure. Short, in a short term here, he could fill a small hole. Maybe it's just for a game. Um, they obviously, uh, Woodcroft and the staff see something in his game. Is it, is it the fact that you're going to ask Kane and obviously Dreisaitl is an offensive player, Kane to be a little bit more offensive, take a few more chances, and, and now you got Janmark back there playing a little bit more defensive? Is Do they see something in his ability to, to keep pucks alive maybe more than someone else to keep the, the offensive play going? I'm not 100% sure, but um, I don't think that if you're, if you're getting to the point Getting at, you know, is Holloway or McLeod, is someone looking at this being like, why is he getting this opportunity over me? I, I don't think that is creeping in anyone's game. I think right now to a man, everyone in that lineup is probably not happy with their game, period. Right. And so I, I, I could imagine in that dress room and to a man, because they're thinking that they're just worried about themselves and what they have to do, right? How do I contribute? How do I get my game where it needs to be? Because clearly, you know, McDavid's going to be out here for a little while, 
right? So it, it's Yanmark today. Is it, you know, does Holloway have a great game today? And does he put himself in a situation at some point in today's game or in the future where he gets that opportunity? I'm not too sure, but nobody's sitting there thinking about what they're not getting. Everyone's thinking, okay, my game isn't where it should be. He just said there's a bunch of donuts up there, and, you know, um, guys are probably, I would say, more worried about that. Yeah, yeah the donut line right now, <laughs> Holloway, McLeod, and Brown. It's not ideal. You don't want the donut line, okay? You don't want to be on that line. You don't want that as a moniker. It's not a good moniker, but uh, it's kind of what it is uh, right now. Uh, when we come back, uh, Dave McCarthy will uh, join us as uh, we get set 16 games across the National Hockey League. Of course, the Orders and the Wild. If you're wondering why the game starts uh, later, usually when they're in Minnesota, that's a 7 o'clock Minnesota start, 6 o'clock Edmonton start. But because it's the uh, hockey frenzy and they're starting uh, um Well, Toronto and Washington are the first game, and they get going at uh, 4 o'clock our time. And then the next game doesn't start until a half an hour after that, and then it's every 15 minutes from 6.45 all the way, that's 6.45 Eastern, so 4.45 our time, all the way until the uh, the final game gets going at uh, 11. And there's actually a half an hour break between the second last game, Coyotes-Kings, starting at 8.30 our time, and then the 9 o'clock start for uh, Vegas. So there is a, they bookend it with the half an hour start times between the first and second game and the 15th and 16th game, and then everybody else from 3 to 14, or 3 to 15, I guess, are all, or 2 to 15, are all 15 minutes apart. Uh, Dave McCarthy next on the Jason Greger Show with Sean Brown, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube. 325. Oh, that's actually a underrated song. Haven't heard it in a while. I like it. Welcome back to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 and Orders Nation YouTube, where uh, you can get involved. Feel free. Uh, lots of you uh, had the, we had one question. One word, how would you describe the Minnesota Wild? And uh, it was either boring or trap. Pretty much 100% consensus. We did get one defensive uh, word in, but uh, that's just, hey, when you think of the Wild, that's what you think. But not this year, because they're leaking chances. We will see, can the Edmonton owners take advantage? Or will, like, is Minnesota just the owners' kryptonite? They can't win there. They've got, in their last 40 games, they've won 10. They've lost the last five. They've been outscored 21 to 10. They've been outscored 17 to 5 at 5 on 5 lately. It's uh, it's not being pretty, to say the least, in Minnesota. So uh, we'll see. Who knows? Maybe maybe they need Connor McDavid out of the lineup to uh, to jumpstart their, their energy. We'll see. Let's go around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's, where your favorite game is back. Monopoly with more chances than ever to win. You can feel peel right on your hamburger, on your Big Mac, on your fries, on your shake. And then you can peel right on the app. Go to mickdpromotion.ca for all the rules. We are joined our weekly Tuesday guest, host of the Sunday Brunch and uh, many other shows, including uh, uh, does uh, ice chips late at night sometimes, Dave McCarthy joins us. Davey, how you doing? Good. Have you fellas dug out yet or what? No, we didn't get much snow here. We we had okay. like what we call a skiff. Not a, not a lot of snow here. So there was lots of some other places for sure, but uh, not for us. Uh, luckily, uh, we uh, we know it's coming, but uh, no big snowfall uh, in the Edmonton uh, region anyway, which is uh, which is nice uh, for the trick or treaters. They got to get out there. Uh, um, you know, my son was already planning on what do you, he was asking me like. What what if it's too cold? Can I just wear my uh, winter jacket over my costume? I'm like a hundred percent. 
Right. Uh, you <laughs> can always asked to wear his winter jacket over his costume. Well, he's just yeah, he's just asking like, is it okay? Because he, can he show up and then not show his full costume? I'm like, yeah, just unzip yeah. it when you get to the door if, if need it's be. It's the so, worst yeah. here in, in in Toronto. Like, I mean, that was always the battle when I was a kid with my parents. So you go trick or treating, and your mom's always like, you have to wear your jacket over your costume. You're like, what's the point of putting on a yeah, costume? Exactly. Yeah. Like it's we don't get like kids down in in the southern U.S. where they just get to wheel around their costs. We don't have that luxury up here in a great white north. Yeah, well, you know what? The last few winters, he's never had to ask. It's always been nice here. So, and uh, he goes as a soccer player. So he was, uh, he's like, he's been looking for leggings to wear so he can, uh, he tries to come up with the most simple costume, which is smart. So then he can run fast because then he can go from house to house quicker. Right. I get <laughs> it. He's at, right? like he, he's, he's nine turning 10. So he's at the age where it's all about efficiency. How much candy can I get? Which is uh, the whole part of Halloween, at least for me anyway. I love it. Um, Dave, it's like a trick or treat for a hockey fans 16 games tonight and i know some canadian fans are annoyed that they don't get the uh, the frenzy in canada and, and that's fair um it has to do with the rights holders and espn and sports and obviously aren't aligned so uh maybe in the future uh what be be even better though is to do this on a weekend in an ideal world on a saturday i think that would be the the best time to do it once college football is over but you look at it i guess let's start in toronto I, i've seen some people making carry price suggestions i think that like maybe it's just me dave but maybe pump the brakes on the carry price comparisons for wall because of one start yes that is fair and let's also pump the brakes on not getting too carried away on what max domi had to say and i'm not saying you guys are because i don't think that's what he was getting at when he said that ah you know i haven't played with carry price kind of reminds me a little bit of his style which is 100% true. You yeah. watch Joe okay. Wall. Who, who, what type of a style does he remind you of? Carey Price. Yeah. When he's at his best, he looks like he's sitting in a rocking chair. He's not chasing. It looks it looks easy when he's at his best. So that's all he was getting at. You know, does he look like Dominic Hash? No, he, he doesn't. You know, does he look like Patrick Wall? When he's, no, he doesn't. Does he look like Carey Price? Yeah, yeah, he kind of does. Not saying he's going to be Carey Price. So we we got to be careful here not to take that and turn it into something Fair. that it's not. Um, and again, I'm not saying you guys are doing that, but certainly some some folks are. But but what I think is is fair to say here is that it is an open competition for the job between the pipes here in Toronto. I don't like to say the word controversy. It's controversy when you have two guys, both of whom can't stop the puck. <laughs> um, if if you've got one guy who is is a challenging uh, for more time and is commanding more time based on his play that's a good thing and you know i, I think that's that's really what it, it it's going to be in toronto this year that's what it was last year till Ilya samsonov who was the backup coming in last year essentially outplayed matt murray and then murray got hurt and he, he took over the the job and played quite well and i think that's going to be the same thing again here it's not like joe wall is coming in playing with a guy like thatcher demko or connor hellebach or andre vasilevsky and suddenly it's always oh, taken no no like samsonov is a guy that will play like 45 games uh, maybe 50 games but no more than that so it's absolutely a competition right now in toronto what are your thoughts on the uh, Rasmus Anderson four-game suspension? Is that you know does that seem like a lot? Does it send a strong message to everyone in the NHL early here that any headshot you know this league is going to take serious? I, I think uh, a number of things. Number one hundred percent, it does send a message that if you're going to hit a guy in the head, you are going to have to be prepared to pay the penalty, and I think that's a good thing. We need to get those type of hits 
out of our game. Don't need that. Um, number two, I always find it funny when you when you appeal to the commissioner because you're essentially asking Gary, are you sure? And chances are he's going to be like, yes. And that's what he said here today. So I was I was initially surprised when I saw the length of the suspension at four games. Like, I saw the hit live. I didn't like the time of the game that it happened at. Like, there was, what, three or four seconds left on the clock. Game was over. It was a two-goal game. Um, and and he, he took a liberty on Patrick Laine. Um, So I didn't like the hit, but I thought, you know, given past precedent, two, maybe three, four surprised me a little bit. But having said that, if that's what the standard is going to be now, um, and we're going to adhere to that moving forward, I have no problem with that for that type of a hit. Yeah, I'd uh, all for it. But now I'm probably biased. I think Anderson's one of the bigger pretenders in the league, so uh, it's not surprising for me that uh, he was the one delivering that hit. Um you look around the league, Dave, and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights have set an NHL record for uh, most wins for a defending champ to start the season. The uh, Boston Bruins, who won 65 games, 65 games last year, have started out 5-0. and Colorado is 5-0. and The Boston Bruins' center ice position doesn't look great. It doesn't even look like it's impacted them. How surprised are you at how good they've looked despite losing their top two centers? I'm not entirely surprised for a couple of reasons. Number one, I said in the in the offseason that I did not think they were going to crater this year the way some people thought. I, I don't think they're going to win 65 games, but I don't think they're going to crater. They still have a pretty good lineup um, everywhere but their, their top two centerized positions. Now, if I could tell you, you know, here's your team and you get to pick, because generally every team has a hole on it in the cap world. And I said, you get to pick uh, where your one hole is and everywhere else will be really strong. Chances are you're not going to be like, well, you know what, I'll put my hole in my top two center positions. Uh, but having said that, um, I think they'll be able to go out and correct that at the deadline, um, add a player or two that will help in that regard. So, I think they're going to be able to keep themselves in the mix. Um, the other couple of reasons are, two, let's also not get carried away right away. Their schedule hasn't exactly been murderer's row. I mean, sure. they went out to Western California, and there are some bad hockey teams out there in in in, in <laughs> California right now. Like the Sharks, I oh. said it on my show on Sunday, they may finish 32nd in the league. They are brutal. Uh, Anaheim is not that much better, and L.A. has been off to a slow start. So their schedule has been working in their favor. Um, you know, But number three is, the, is their culture in Boston. And it, it really is something that you just cannot snap your fingers and create. It really does get passed down from generation to generation, starting with the Zdeno Char era and then into Patrice Bergeron, now where they are with Brad Marchand, who played with all three of those guys. And, and it's all being carried forward. And Charlie McAvoy now is one of those guys that, that helps to carry it forward. Um, you know, and, 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 and it, it matters, yeah. right? Like it, it, they, they looked at this here early in the season and said, look at our schedule. We got to come out and we got to put some points in the bank right now. Take advantage. And they have done so. Um, you look at uh, what was it yesterday? Jake DeBrusque was five minutes late for a team meeting. Sorry, bud, not playing. It's just the, that's the rules. 
So everyone's held accountable, um, not just by the coaching staff, but by the guy sitting to his right and his left in the locker room. Um, and when you get accountability like that, it really, really does go a long way. So I, I'm impressed with the Bruins. I just need to see more once they start playing some tougher teams. But I, I truly think they're going to stick around in the playoff race all year long. Hey, Dave, what are your thoughts on the outdoor game? I know here in Edmonton we're all excited about it. Um, you know, it creates a lot of opportunity, a real buzz around the city. Where is it with the NHL? Is it still, a, it's still a, an exciting event? How's it looked at? I love the outdoor games. Um, what it is to me now, it's it's a local event, right? Like, I mean, if I'm sitting at home and I otherwise wasn't going to watch TV and I know that uh, Edmonton is playing outdoors today, am I going to turn the game on? Maybe not, right? Like, I'm just as likely to turn the, the game on if Edmonton is playing inside uh, as, as they are when they're outside. But for fans attending the event... It really, really is special, special stuff. Like when I was at the Heritage Classic in, in Hamilton a couple of years ago, like it just makes memories that last a long, long time. Um, generally, it's very picturesque. Uh, it was as if we had ordered the weather that day, and just as game time started, like just slight flurries, like you're in a snow globe, not enough to upset the caliber of the ice, but just enough to set the mood. It was it was spectacular. So um, I don't know what's the what's the attendance is is Commonwealth going to be packed, fellas? I, I hope it is because if you're out there and you get to the game, um, I think it is one that you'll you'll really truly enjoy. Yeah, it's not sold out yet. Ticket prices are a little ridiculously high. The NHL is the one uh, running this. It's not the it, basically how it works is the NHL pays the home team what they would make on a normal home game to say, okay, this is mm-hmm. how much you'd make. They pay that, and then they they take it over. And uh, like the ticket prices are are uh, are somewhat ridiculous at this point. And so I think that's that's limited. Uh, why it's not one hundred percent sold out yet? I think as it gets closer, you'll get some people to do it. And the NHL might my NHL might have to grab a clue here. And, uh, and lower the ticket prices a little bit if they want that place to, uh, to be sold out on Sunday. Dave McCarthy from, uh, Sirius XM joins us. And, you know, Dave, we get into the second week of the season now and, you know, you look at some teams and, you know, it's, it's still relatively early for the most part, right? Uh, in Edmonton, there's some concern, but a lot of people, like, there's probably more concern than maybe they can't win the division than anything yeah. else. But I want to talk about some teams like the Philadelphia Flyers. Philadelphia Flyers, you know what? Uh, they're they're three one and one. You know they've beaten some good teams. Uh, you know the the Metro Division. It's ultra early. Like the Carolina Hurricanes can't play defense, or their goalies can't make a save to save their life. It's mind blowing to me that they've given up thirty goals already <laughs> through five games. But what about the Flyers? Like I'm not. I don't expect them to lead that division by any stretch. But could they be better than a lot of us thought they were? Or is this just an early season? Little hot streak. You well, we got to be careful. They started pretty well last year too. They were three and zero. I think they were like seven three and one through their first uh, eleven games, something like that. So they they actually had a pretty good October last year. So I'd say pump the brakes. But when you when you look at that roster, it is dramatically better than it was a year ago. Uh, case in point, Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson, both of whom were not a part of the program last year because of injury, uh, are back and both are playing pretty well. So you add a couple of veteran guys like that into your lineup, uh, that's a big help. Uh, one, their play has been good. And two, it bumps everybody else down the lineup a little bit. So it really does lengthen your roster. Um, they're working some younger players into the lineup, and, and they've been having some initial success. So 
you know, I don't know if they're going to necessarily be a doormat this year. Like I, the way Washington has played this year, fellas, I mean, they just simply cannot score goals. And we'll see what they do against Toronto uh, in a few minutes here. But they simply cannot score goals. They look older. They look slow. They don't look dynamic at all. Um, the, the, the way it's gone through the first two weeks here, you know, I, I'm more inclined to believe that Washington might be the team that finishes, finishes last in that division um, compared to Philadelphia. Now, I don't think Philadelphia is going to make the playoffs either. But I, I think they might make you pay a price to take some points off them this year. And, and this is this is good for Philadelphia. Um, that marketplace, um, how shall we say, they have very agitatable fans. And when you go through prolonged periods of not just lack of success, but the way in which they played the last couple of years um, was revolting to that fan base that wants to see a team that gives a damn, and they didn't look like they gave a damn. So, uh, one, I think Keith Jones has made a really big impact coming in as the president of hockey operations. I think he's he's done a really good job in a short period of time of working to rebuild the 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 culture and what it means to be a Philadelphia Flyer. Um, that'll help to re-ingratiate the team with its fan base. And, you know, look, I think if you properly communicate the message, again, which I think they have been doing very well, uh, because Keith and, and Danny Breer have both been available to communicate that message, uh, I think most fan bases will be willing to to hear it and and give you the amount of patience that they need so long as the team that is put out on the ice actually looks like it gives a damn when it goes on the ice. Scrappy, clawing, you know, make teams pay a price. Maybe you don't win every game, but at least um, there's an element of give a damn. And I think that is really, really important in a marketplace like Philadelphia, where that's essentially the way the the city thinks of itself. Uh, the hockey team better represent that same feeling as well. Dave McCarthy from uh, Sirius XM joins us. Uh, one last one uh, for you, Davey, is the uh, uh, Alex Ovechkin. Um, is this just a slow start, or do you think that maybe the great eight is slowing down? Well, it's a good question. Uh, he has not looked good in the early going this season. I think this is the longest he's ever gone into a season without scoring a goal. Um, I'll, I'll probably be able to give you a better answer on that two and a half hours from now after I watch the entire game uh, up close and, in, well, not in person, but on, on TV live. Um, I haven't seen a full Caps game yet, but you always have to wonder, right? When a guy is 38, 39 years of age, you know, father time is undefeated. And sometimes you show up in the fall after leaving in the spring when you still were not bad and you, you just can't quite get to where you need to be anymore. Um, is that setting in right now? I think it's a little early to say when it comes to Alex Ovechkin, but he has not been dynamic. And the guys around him have not been helping him either. So um, is this the year where he starts to fall off? Let's give it a few more weeks. But it is slightly concerning to see a, a nice round number in his goal column at this point in the uh, in this point of the year. He's never gone this far into a season without scoring a goal. Um, and at that age, you, you know, the drop off can be sudden and it can be immediate. Um, is this the year? We'll wait and see. But it's certainly something to keep an eye on moving forward. Put it this way. 
Um, is is fifty still within the uh, equation? Like it's you, you go another week where you still have a zero in your goal column. Fifty might be uh, out of the uh, out of the question. Yeah, I didn't think he'd score fifty. Fifty's damn hard. He's already done it nine times, and really, he's he's done it more. Just a shortened season cost him. He would have had fifty for sure uh, in uh, in two thousand and uh, and and twenty, guaranteed based on where he's at with uh, twelve games to go. So it's unfortunate, but. It's kind of how it works. Davey, looking good, buddy. Always appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the fantasy, or not the fantasy frenzy. We call it that. That's a show here on Sports 1440. But the uh, the hockey frenzy today with 16 games. First one starting in about uh, 20 minutes time. Oh, here, Dave, here's a fun question for you. Yeah. There's 16 games. They say yeah. they want to start them every 15 minutes. Starting allegedly at uh, 6 o'clock, 6.15, 6.30. How many of these games actually start 15 minutes apart? <laughs> oh, if you you know if you're looking at a 6:45 start, chances are that's going to be 6:53, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to be very curious to see how many of them actually start on time or even 15 minutes apart. That's going to yeah. be my uh, play. Alberta should have put a line on that one. I'd have put a line at like four, four and a half. Yeah. Maybe, and I, w- I would say not likely. Yeah. Not, not likely. likely on that one. Awesome. Thanks, Davey. See you, fellas. It's uh, Dave. McCarthy from Sirius XM. Uh, we'll return Jason Greger, Sean Brown with you. Uh, 833-401-1440. We're going to have a little fun right now. Fill in the blank. And have fun. Have a humorous. Let us know. We'll tell you our answer. Jay Woodcroft has Matthias Janmark on the first line because blank. Fill in the blank. 833-401-1440 in our Jiffy Lube inbox. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Steve, as we uh, continue on, Sports 1440 Live and Orders Nation uh, YouTube. A lot of texts wondering uh, why this isn't available in Canada. Uh, that's a good question. Um, now, remember that Sportsnet has the national rights, but... Their national rights are Saturdays, Wednesdays, 
and um, Monday. So now, and I know TSN never has national rights. So I don't know, and I don't, I'd have to ask someone if that, could they have made an exception for a Tuesday night national? And if they're the only ones who have national rights, why would it be limited? Like, that's like, if sports, the amount of money that Sportsnet's paying, they should get national rights any day they want. But, you know, I guess, you know, they've got to look for regional, fine, okay, sure. But, um, it, 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 then ESPN slash TSN chose to do it on one of the non nights. So then it wouldn't be this way as far as uh, Canadians not being able to see it. So that's not ideal, right? Like you got to think, don't look business when it hurts your client, right? That's the viewer. That's your client. So if you'd look and say, okay, you know what? Yeah, it might not be all of quote our talent per se. So what? Interject for one day of the year. Interject a few, uh, have them work with each other. Why would it be bad? The fans wouldn't, the fans would love it. They would love it. Right? Like, to me, I've, I've, honestly, I've, I've never understood why you wouldn't at times. And, and I guess you can always use the same crew. But every now and then, like, I'm talking two, three times a year. Are you telling me you couldn't put Craig Simpson with Jack Michaels? Why couldn't you? Right? Something to think about. Like, I just, I think sometimes as a broadcaster, you have to think outside the box. And, you know, because we had Craig in, in studio. He has no home. He has one home game this year. He lives in Edmonton. He's doing the, this Sunday, actually, is his home game. That's it. Like, to me, if I look and say, okay, he's one of our best broadcasters. He lives in Edmonton. They have the best offensive player in the game, arguably the second best offensive player in the game. We think Craig's obviously our lead analyst. Why wouldn't we put him on a few of those games? And we got Jack. I mean, Jack's got to be one of the best in the business, too. We're very yeah, they, fortunate. It's, it's odd how they don't, they don't view him as a, as a national play-by-play voice, I was told. Why? Um, I think <laughs> it's a good question. He's never been given the, the direct answer. Because I've asked him. Jack and I have had very honest conversations about it. Because it, order fans ask me about it all the time. Right? They prefer to have him... Right, call their games. He gets pretty fired up. Right, like you can have a boring game that he makes exciting. Yeah, that that to me is one of the greatest things. Can it be over the top sometimes? Of course, that's what it's supposed to be. Right, but when it's a close game, every shot he makes it feel like, oh my god, this shot could go in. Right, it's a <laughs> it's a dump in from the blue. Like, oh my god, right? Like, and that's great. That's what you want. <laughs> Coming down the stretch, you, you want to be sitting in your coach and feeling angst more than you should because the announcers <laughs> making it more exciting. Yeah. Right now, not everybody. Some people are gonna be. Like, I just want them to be calm and cool. Fine. The vast majority, right? I don't care about the vocal minority. We we give the vocal minority way too much say nowadays. Like we we worry about it way too much. I think the vast majority of people. Appreciate how Jack calls the game and would like him to uh, to call more of their games, especially in the playoffs. And I'll say that when you have someone for a team all year long and then he doesn't call any of the playoff games, I get why the fans are like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I totally get it. I'd love to know how he feels like. Does he feel a little well, slighted? I because, I mean, he there's a mixture of everything well, dude, that I, he brings. Come on. 
Everybody's competitive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to speak for Jack. Yeah. But I would tell you, yeah. he's not like, oh, this is awesome. It's playoff time and I don't get to call the games. Yeah. What an awesome decision. Yeah. Woo. Well, he kicks out Moon, too. Yeah. Who does a super job. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. No, it's good. Anyway, we, we had to fill in the blank here. Uh, brought to you by Action Electrical. The question, the, the blank you needed to fill in. And we asked for some humor ones, okay? Jay Woodcroft has Matthias Janmark starting on the first line tonight because blank. And uh, as always, they don't disappoint. Um, uh, guys, he's on the top line because Jay doesn't like how 55 looks when he writes it out. <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, he doesn't have him on the top line because he lost a bet to Dean Everson. Everson took the Vikings. <laughs> a lot of people lost last night, eh, con man? A lot of people lost. Uh, uh. Hey, guys, Yanmark was the only oiler to pay Woodcroft's uh, or took Woodcroft's course on positive thinking. <laughs> uh, Woodcroft has Matias on the first line because that's what chat GP, GPT's answer was from Sean. <laughs> yeah, have you ever used chat GPT yet? No. What is it? It's like the AI, right? So oh, you ask okay. a question and yeah, writes yeah, everything yeah, out yeah, for you. Yeah. yeah. You haven't done it. Cons, have you? No, but I, I should ask for permission. Could I do one of those for my sports updates one day? Oh, you should. <laughs> to see where we go with it? Just to see. <laughs> yeah, honestly, just to try it out. That would be quite funny, actually. People be like, what are you talking about? But hey, why don't we just put it in the chat? See what happens. So... Because Woodcroft believes 13 is a lucky number. See, now that could make sense. It's like the anti-unlucky. 13 is lucky. My answer was the reason Woodcroft put Yanmark on the top line is because they thought they were playing the Dallas Stars, who Yanmark always scores against. Right? If it was, if it was Vegas or Dallas, I'd be like, yeah, put him on the top line. He lights up his former team. And he doesn't, he's not one of the players. Oh, no, it's just another game. BS. BS. Don't give me that garbage answer. Say, of course I'm fired up to play those guys. I want to beat them. Why wouldn't you? So, it's good. Hey, guys. Yanmark's on the first line because Woodcroft lost a bet. Well, he does like him. There's no doubt about that. Hey, guys, you're bang on on Jack for the playoffs. It'd be amazing. It gets me more excited than I should be, which I enjoy. It's fair. I've always said that's what you want. You want a play-by-play guy that can be smooth and call a game. But every now and then, you know what? Like when you're calling, like a national guy who calls different games all the time is different than a regional guy. Right? They don't have the, the the regional guy is going to call the game not grossly biased. The good ones call it just enough bias so the home viewer, who is the majority of the audience, knows that he wants your team to win. But if they make a bad play, he doesn't he doesn't call it. Rod Phillips was a huge order fan. But when the orders made a few dumb Rod was never afraid to just rip into him on radio. It was class. What is he doing? <laughs> you know? I'm sure, I'm sure, you know what, Brownie, maybe you threw up a pizza once in your career and all you people were just, once. oh, you should. Once? <laughs> I wish it was once. 
Right? You're like, geez, Rod was really fired up about it. But you knew that Rob had your back. So, and most guys, when they throw a pizza up the middle, they're not going to be like, well, I can't believe the guy said it was a bad play. Y'all know it was a bad play. You're not offended by it. It's when it's maybe a borderline play that you're probably like, hey, dude, like, I don't know if that one was that bad. But when it's a 10 beller, most of your time, like, did you ever have video session? Oh, boy. Where guys, like, had fun with a pizza being served up? Yeah, there's always, it, I mean, it's always a lot funner the next morning when you win and okay, you've yeah. given up a pizza. I, I've definitely been a little nervous the next morning after a game and, you know, you're going to have video and you know that you're going to be the star of the show for the wrong reasons. You're just, you're just sitting in your stall praying they have mercy on you. Yeah, I've given up a, a few doozies that, you know, even watching, you know, Sports Center, the, you know, in the evening before you go to bed, you're like, I hope this does not make this sh- the highlight. Well, the, you might, did, well, did they have the misplays of the day? <laughs> no, then? No, I would have owned it. Let's not get that yeah. cocky. Well, okay. There's a few other guys that have been in there, but yeah. The, what do you remember? Like, what was your worst bad play? Uh, we were playing the Island. I, I've had quite a few, but I, you know, off the top of my head, I'm thinking, uh, we were in the island and we were kind of struggling. We needed a win. And, um, and we were told obviously, you know, not to, not to go up the middle, at least in the first period. And what do I do? First period, right up the middle, <laughs> right on Yashin stick, right in the back of the net. And I knew exactly where I was going on that bench. I just beelined it for the bench and I just ran right to the middle. And, uh, yeah, that was tough because actually Lou Lamorello came down. And called us out. Oh, you're playing in New Jersey at this Yeah, time. yeah, I was oh, playing okay. in New Jersey. He came down and, uh, yeah, he was, it was never a good thing when GMs would come down. Like when I was back in the day when Slats was around, um, he was known for coming down. And, and when, when the GM would come down, you knew that, you know, you had to get your game back to, to a level where, you know, because they just, we were just talking off air. I mean, there was, you know, some guys have the ability, um, to call it out exactly the way it is, and there's no gray area. And Lou Lamorello was exactly that. You knew exactly where you stood. Um, there was no no in between, and that's what makes them successful. I mean, good coaches and GMs are willing to have those uncomfortable conversations, and sometimes you need to hear it at different times throughout the season. It's um, you know sometimes as athletes, it's you know you're at times trying to get comfortable or staying comfortable and. You know, it's a coach's job and GM to make sure you're always uncomfortable. Quick break. Uh, let's get to the comment in a Sports 1440 update uh, brought to you by Fountain Tire. Now, look outside. You're probably wishing you got your tires done. Don't make a mistake again next year. It's not about the snow. It's about seven days of below seven. That's when your tires need to be winterized. Winterized right now. Get in for a tire change at Fountain Tire. Here is Connor Halley. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 